0: What recommendation would you give to any young agent like yourself or old agent like Craig to make the biggest impact in their agency?
1: And you can't say Um, run the other direction.
2: We're assuming that they have to become an agent. I was just going to tell you to retire, but no, I mean, I'm (laughs) (laughs) I'm trying. (laughs) Uh, No, I mean, dive in. Insurance dudes are on a mission to escape being handcuffed by
0: our agencies. How? By uncovering the secrets to creating a predictable, consistent, and profitable agency sales machine. I am Craig Prutziger.
2: I am Jason Feltman. We are agents. We are insurance students. It was a good day yesterday. You know, I I got my series six, so that was awesome. Congratulations. Um, Alright. So but then the, I got out of the office and or I mean the test there and I had text messages, one call closed, and like by the end of day, it was like eight grand in premium. I was like, okay, there you like, go. This is a really good day. So, so you
0: <laughs> ended end month. the month not even being in the office, doing your own thing, but you also had a day
2: like that. Yep. It
0: was, uh, it was a really good day. That's phenomenal, dude. I, I, I remember when I got my Series 6 and 6.3, and it was very stressful, and there were no sales. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. To, same to same be same. able to do both is how yeah, empowering. It that's.
1: Yeah. I got like side story. I got my, so I have a series seven and I got that okay. at Merrill Lynch, which I was their financial advisor. I was a financial advisor, at Merrill Lynch prior to uh, getting the agency. And
0: the Craig just had a one up us by the way, Seth.
1: No. Yeah. What? Well, number one, yes, <laughs> you have six. Yes. Number one, seven. I can sell <laughs> options, which you cannot. And number two, <laughs> when, when you went in, if you didn't get the 70, if you didn't pass, you're fired. So you oh, go in, oh, oh. it's a four hour test because it's like double. It it, it was insane. Like you can't even think. By the end of it, you're like brain is melted. You know, you hit the bar you do you want to see your results? And then it asks, Are you sure you want to see your results? And then I'm like, wait a minute, does it just ask you that if you failed? You know, and I'm <laughs> and i am like shaking. I was shaking oh, yeah. and I had I had sweat dripping down my face and I'm in this room going, If if I failed, I'm screwed. Like oh, yeah. screwed. We my wife just had Kenzo, so our second child just was born. I'd have to come home and say, Oh, well, I'm fired because I failed and I clicked it and I got a seventy three baby. And oh they you all I nice. studied 3% too much. <laughs> that is crazy. It was, it was nuts. And yes, it is better. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. Just one up. No problem. Yeah, no, I did. I, I don't ever want to take that again. So what about plans for re- like recruiting? Do you still recruit on a daily basis or, you know, on a weekly basis? What do you do with that?
2: So I do my recruiting a little bit different i guess uh than what you hear all the time is always be recruiting always be hiring and mine is i tend to like to try to get referrals in that first before i go outside Mm -hmm. just for they tend to be better candidates and it's also one of the least expensive ways to do so but as far as like for me like last year when i was planning to hiring started about a month and a half in advance knowing that i'm gonna have to comb through all these resumes i'm gonna have to weed out the the bad ones and people not showing up and people that sound good but then end up not being good you know that type of thing so honestly my myself yeah he had no experience in the sales industry he worked in the restaurant industry for nine years which one having a job for nine years was huge right continuously um, with the same company and then but being in the restaurant you know customer service is already there dealing with unpleasant people sometimes was already there so and uh it was just hungry and i was like you know what gonna take a chance and the best choices I made love it
0: what did you do when you brought him on how did you inspire him to be
2: up to the level of your expectation high commission um (laughs) like i'm a firm believer in the lower base higher commission like and sometimes like can we lose out in the long run or like up front right like we can potentially be paying out more but it's based on the renewals rate right, that we get out there but i want to incentivize by not only paying very well on commission but also throwing bonuses we hit our goals there's a bonus every month and depending on how much you contribute contributed to it depends on how much you get out of it and um you hit it six months in a row, get another bonus. So it's one of the things that I just I do feel like rewarding them is huge. Um, but also it needs to align with us, right? If we're hitting our goals six months in a row, that's huge. So we you know, throwing a bonus out there is it just makes sense, incentivizes them to um just write the the business there and you know i i do more of a hands-on approach with the teaching too like i do like to show them i do like to um like i said i'm still in sales so i like you know they can listen to my calls they can watch me do it like whatever the case may be there um i just feel like that does help out quite a bit to just show them like this is what i I've done. This is how much I've done while not being able to 100% focus on sales. So this is what, you know, imagine what you can do. This is all you're going to do. You don't have to worry about any of that other stuff you just sell. And this is how much you can make. And it's all based off of you. If it works for you, great. And I laid that out in front before offering. And, you know, I I do, I, I do like to do a two approach. Like I'll present them two commission structures, right? One with higher base, low commission or lower commission. And one with lower base, higher commission. And they'll make much more on the higher commission. And it's like, which one would you pick if I offered you a job? Ooh, love that. That is a, that is really
1: a really good idea. I love Like that's that. a great quality because if it, they go for the high base, you
2: know, uh, I just wonder. Me. Huh? Yeah. So of. What do you do then? Take it away? Yeah. What do you do? No, I just like, like I said, I don't, this is part of like the last interview phase, right? You're yeah. in front of them. You're like, Hey, you know, if the, this is a good fit for both of us, these are the type of structures that I have laid out for myself, people, which one would you pick? Can and I let if them he take? says,
1: I want the, I want the 500,000 a year with no, no commission. <laughs> I'm just like,
2: okay, perfect um we'll be in touch and, and then I just leave it like that just and then never I, talk again. No, 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 I I I'll call back and say, you know, yeah, we decided to move in another direction, but um but that just lets me know that there the is not there and I need hunger. Yeah.
0: I love like I I've used that in verbal form. I've never thought about actually writing out two commission structures in which the base is incredibly low but like incredibly high upside and then show them the difference and then have them decide. That's such a good, that's such a good qualifier right there.
1: Yeah. And I think, you know, like we explain it to them and when we, we know it backwards and forwards, cause we talk about it all the time, but for them, they probably like, uh-huh, uh huh, okay, they don't understand, right. right? Like They're not following, but they don't want to look bad. So they just agree. And then here we are pay- overpaying them for the base, because at the end of the day, everybody's going to, if, if they're presented in their mind with two different things, one's 1500 and once 3000 they're going for 3000 right like why wouldn't you because what if it doesn't work what if i guess that's where you're the support that you're going to give once they're on is a really important component of it too what what kind of support do you give like what are you You get them leads
2: like how how's your new guy right missing so obviously we do they'll so um we have that so we buy quite a bit of internet leads um we don't do the live transfers it's just Honestly, too expensive. If you buy them from these companies, one half the time, they're just going to tell them whatever they can to get them to actually just send them over, right? Get their 6500 $120 per call. And unless your company or have companies are, you know, closing 25 to 40% of business, it just doesn't make sense on how many you have yeah. to get to close. Right. So what I do is a, it's a two part system. I use tell dudes, our telemarketer as a, a person to have leads coming in, right? Or calls coming in to them. But that's not our only, the only thing. I do expect still dials. I do expect follow ups. Like we do not just sit, you know, twiddling our thumbs and just say, man, I really hope I get a call and they just want to close. And it's like, we can't do that, especially today. Um, so it's a, it's a two part system, but I do spend more than I ever have, um, in marketing, but I have to look at once again, like these past like two months, especially I'm writing more than I ever have. So it, it kind of like you, you just have to spend that. You have to support them. I mean, if you're going to tell them, Hey, you can make X amount with me. You better have a plan in in store for them if they're taking a chance on you, right? You need to make sure that you have something in place for them, a system that is going to help feed them. Now, I can't you know, guarantee anything that's dependent on them, how hard they want to work, how hard they want to follow up, what they want to do. But at the same time, you still have to supply a quality flow for them. Like you, you should be able to make that commitment to them. Like, Hey, you can make this much with me and they're believing in you, right. To be able to help get them there. So you need to believe in them by supporting them. Um, whether it's, you know, marketing, like I, I don't do much with mailers, to be honest with you. I just, I, I don't see much success unless you're going to spend an astronomically high amount. Um, and you're okay with waiting three months to two years for them to call you, which I'm not. So um I do try to sprinkle them, but I decided not to with going forward this year. I'm yeah. just gonna invest more into real-time internet leads and uh just my telemarketer and spend more there on also referral programs, networking programs, that type of thing, like to build better relationships, creating those center influences um uh, this year is one um is when I'm gonna be one of my goals do to help support them as well.
0: It's it's funny, you you reminded me of what it was like when I first started. When I first started I remember hiring like trying to hire people and showing them like, hey, you can make a lot of money here. And then they would come in and I'd and I'd show them a commission and I said, You should be here. You should be here. Like, look at all like these other people in groups and agencies are are, you know, they're like other agencies can do it. If they can do it, you can do it. And I wasn't buying them leads. Like I, I took no responsibility for giving them business because I also heard in those groups, like, bring me you know, a hundred deck pages and all this stuff. Right. Yeah. Uh, And and I remember hiring people thinking like, oh my gosh, like you'd hire them. They would come in all excited within like a couple months. It was like the balloon was deflated. They're like, I'm never going to make my, and then they would leave. And I remember hiring two or three people that way and feeling like when I was trying to hire them, feeling like, oh, this person's not going to last. Like, they're like, it's almost like you're selling them a bill of lies. Right. And then fast forward to actually spending money on marketing. It was like, dude, we're in this together. Like I'm buying you tons of leads. Like it's became more of a joint relationship and it became something where you could like believe in it. And, and like, they, they actually had a chance. All they had to do was actually follow the, the, the steps that you lay out. I yeah. think you're missing a big part of that
1: too. You gave them the why, right? Like what we were talking about today earlier. Like in the first example, it's the what you, it was all what, right? Like, Hey, you're going to make the money. If you do this, you're you make a bunch of money, but you pivoted when you, when that second set and you, and you went through it, Hey, we can, we can make an impact on the people that we insure because we're going to give them better coverage. You give them that why that where we, we like, literally, I know for certain that there's tons of people that have the wrong coverage out there and nobody does a damn thing about it. Right. Like the, they go to, they go over to the other place. The other place says, okay, I'm going to match you apples to apples. Okay, great and they do that. Right. But where did the apple come from? Like they started when they were 16 and they've had the same coverage since they were 16, you know? So having, I mean, even my kids were in a head on, I've talked about a million times, my kids were in a head on. It was the freaking scariest day of my life. Thankfully they didn't get hurt. They're fine. But in that head on, like we learned the other driver who was at fault had 100, 300. That's nice. 15, for property damage 15, 100, 315 with a gecko, right? And mm-hmm. and it's like, what a gross oversight, right? Like, imagine if she didn't hit my kids in, in an old Avalon, but instead hit me in the Model X. Right now there's a problem, right? Yep. And and such a it, it's such a tiny detail that could have a huge impact because if they hit if they hit that car, oh shit, I'm going after them, right? Like, I don't care. I'm taking yep. your house to pay for my car because they going to have it. And no. so, so it's like, it's like, we literally impact their lives and protect them from something that could be detrimental. And it's difficult to move them from that, but that's part of our responsibility as in what we do. And I think that then also like you talked about how you're selling, like I haven't sold logged in and sold a policy forever. Right. But I still sell in that I'm selling that vision and that why to my team oh, yeah. so that they can do it because I love to sell, but I I, I do nobody any good by me you know, making fifteen dollars for the year on a renter's policy. Like that doesn't that doesn't
2: move the needle. No, I definitely agree. And that and that just comes to, you know, the whole thing that separates us, right? If we're gonna be if, if you're gonna treat them like just like we said, transactional, expect every every interaction to be transactional. Yeah. And you're and expect lot bigger issues down the road too. Because you can't mm-hmm. take that time to when you brought them over to say, hey, for literally five cents, ten cents more a month, I can take you from that fifteen or and I say twenty five in property Damage to 100,000, 500,000, whatever you want to do, you're still talking about right. cents a month. And well, yep. like when you connect it, like you said, I go, hey, you go hit out that Tesla, you total it. What do you think that's going to cost you? 25? No, you're going to be paying that person 70 to whatever model they got plus 1,000. Um, where do you think that money's coming from? Not us. I mean, like if you're only going to pay for twenty five, that's what we're paying. That we're going to pay. But where do you think the other money comes from? And once right. they actually connect that, like, hey, like they can come after my actual money, and it's not just a thought; it's an actual, like you can tangibly yeah. um, feel it and talk about. Like it that it, like you said, is going to be the difference and a huge difference.
1: Yeah, and depending on the state, like it comes straight from. It could be garnished, like child support or whatever. You know, right. so it's crazy. Like, like we we have a responsibility to be honorable and have integrity and can get them the right coverage, even though they don't want to right? kicking and screaming in the same way. We have people come to us. Hey, how are you writing? How did you do a million and a half of premium last year? Well, here's what we did. And then, Oh, I don't, don't want to do all that. Right. It's like, well, that's how you do it. Yeah, <laughs> cool. This is what you need to do. And it's, it's shifting. It's taking somebody and shifting how they look at something so that they understand it, right? It's just at the end of the day, they just don't understand because quite frankly, insurance sucks and it's boring and nobody likes it, right? Like that's just the fact,
2: right? Nobody likes it. I tell them that when they talk about it, when I'm selling right. someone, I'll be like, hey, I know this is the one of the worst things to, to talk about. And it's like nails on the chalkboard. I was yeah. like, at the end of the day, I was like, my, my end goal for you is to take care of you and your family. And right. I don't want you calling me saying, hey... I have this claim. I don't have enough coverage. I right. don't want that. Never, and, right? And, you
1: know. and that's why, like, and I know that you follow uh, some of the sales stuff. We're telling stories, we're doing these things, like, which is a little different, but it's a framework so that if we don't, the head-on story, right? Like, that's a real story. That's something that happened. And I used to say it on every single call when I was doing sales after it happened because it's powerful and it and it conveys the message and the importance. And then it shows that I'm passionate about it, right? Whereas if I just said, okay, I got you at 15, 30, 15. Do you understand what those mean? Of course, they're going to say, yeah, because they don't want yeah. you to explain it. And, and then you move on, right? Like who cares? Who, why? I don't care. That's the, what the Geico guy said. That's what the other, I don't care, yeah. right? But hey, this is, look look at what happens if this is done wrong. And, and right now it isn't done correctly, but this is, so get, let me give you a scenario. And then boom, right? Like, oh, okay. That, that you know, makes and then At fun. that
2: point, you know, you know, you're still going to have those people who are like, nope, don't want to do it and you're like yeah. okay you know like we just have to do our our part to offer the right coverage and the every situation is different right you're gonna have some people who are high earners you're gonna have some people who are low earners so not all coverages makes the sense but to me like i still want to give higher coverages than lower but you're still gonna have those customers so that are just yeah. gonna tell you nope i don't care you know what they can try going after me but they can't get anything from me it's like you say that <laughs> you'd be surprised yeah um, so and that's essentially like you know, we just we got to do our part, and we got to help educate whether they feel like they want to be educated at that moment. Right,
0: hundred percent. So, Seth, what recommendation would you give to any young agent like yourself or old agent like Craig to make the real, biggest real. impact in their agency? And you
1: can't say well, run the other direction. We're assuming that they have to become an agent. I was just going to tell you to
2: retire, but no. I mean, I'm, <laughs> <really kidding. laughs> I'm trying. <laughs> uh, no, I mean dive in. I mean that's like that's the thing. Like unless like I'm fully invested in this. Like it, this I'm putting everything I I can back into the business. I'm trying to you know pay myself as little as possible so I can put it more into the business. Because to me, you just look at the the end goal. What's your end goal? I want to sell this for a lot more than what I bought it for. Right? I want to to create a retirement for me that's not based off of hoping that I'm going to get it from the government, right? I want to create it for myself and I have the power to do so. And I think for younger agents, it's just think about your angle and just focus on that on like what steps you need to make to get it and just dive in. Take those fears out of the way. You're going to make mistakes. You know, my uncle told me when I first failed my, in my broker office, uh, failed in six months. I didn't manage it right. thought I could do everything myself, you know? He said, it's not about failing, about what do you do after you fail? Uh, Are you just going to go, you know, just look down and just not take a chance again in your life? No, you're going to fail many times, but it's just moving past the times that you fail and just realizing what did you do that caused you to fail that time. And now you know what not to do. And, um, and just being able to just, um, accept that you will, you will fail. You'll make some bad decisions, but at the end of the day, it's what, how you react to those that will help. Uh, love it. Get you to your angle.
1: I mean, the same thing. Jason and I failed with leads more times than most people even buy leads, right? In order to figure out the art and science behind it. I think a lot of people would give up. I mean, it's discouraging. It sucks losing, you know? But then you go, oh, okay. That didn't work. Now I, okay.
2: You know, it's clues. Clues. You, know, you might and- lose that. Uh- Thousand two thousand dollars with a lead company and you're just going to have to be like, okay, I know not to use them again. Let's move okay. on to a different one. You know, it's like, you're just going to eat it and just be like, I made a mistake and, or, you know, like I should have done more research or whatever the case may be and just move on and just hey, uh, find someone else.
1: That $2,000 class is a lot less than, than going to Harvard. Yeah. You can't even yeah. use that.
2: hundred percent. So,
1: and I love the fear you said, it's a, or have faith in the government to have the money. I think in this case, we want to have fear about that faith in our agency
2: right things that we can control
0: yeah
1: 100 percent.
0: seth thank you for going the distance this has been awesome
1: really I appreciate, appreciate it, it. yeah love awesome it. thank you oh, and uh we'll see you on the next uh lead call
2: all right sounds good guys